everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. Good to have you back here. Wanted to uh, definitely talk about yesterday's game. It was nice, uh, nice little W against Purdue yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Purdue had, uh, what, that was their fourth straight loss? I believe it was. Um, you know, they jumped out and beat Iowa right off the bat this year. Obviously, close game. Yeah, close game. Uh, all, all their games have been close games. They had either won or lost They're, within a within one score. Very, it sounds familiar. So yeah, it <laughs> sounds does. a little familiar to Husker fans. Um, you know, going way, way, way back, mm-hmm. we were supposed to play Purdue the first game of this of the year this year. Not just the first Big Ten game. It was supposed to be our first. That's right. Game, our very first schedule. Um, so that could have been interesting. See where we were at and where they were at that time. Obviously, we'll never know. But. Uh, their their studs came to play and they we we held them I thought pretty well they still obviously got some yardage and that type of thing but uh, one big play but uh, yeah. we held them pretty good a lot better than maybe we've expected with some of the previous games so well yeah and and welcome Ross and not only that it's one of those things too where we held them to negative two rushing yards overall um, negative two rushing yards I mean I don't know the last time. Nebraska ever held any team to negative yards on the ground ever on a, in any category <laughs> altogether. So the fact that we were able to do it against Purdue was pretty exciting. The fact that we had negative yards on the score there, and of course well, they got some passing yards, but well, and I mean a lot of that, not a lot of that, but some of that is taken into consideration the the sack yards that they they count in college. But even if you add in or, you know, subtract those sack yards. I mean, they still only had maybe 30-some yards. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, and even that, I mean, generally a a 3-4 defense. What we did what we did yesterday really well with our 3-4s, our three guys up front were pushing back. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> a guy that was extremely underrated that was not talked about much yesterday at all on the defensive side was Garrett Nelson. Yeah. Garrett Nelson, if you watch that game, he was pushing back the the offensive line every time he ru- and he rushed every time he was well, in there. His job was to rush. He, that's all he did. I, I know, uh, been a little critical of him the, a few times this year, but where he's coming from, he's coming off the right edge, which is the left tackle. That's mm-hmm. typically the best offensive lineman for, for a right-handed quarterback. Yeah. You have to have somebody that's going to protect that side, his blind side. So left tackle is specifically one of your best offensive linemen. And he was pushing him pretty good. In fact, uh, he got through a few times. Yeah, and, and I think they're they're in a similar situation as far as their youth on their offensive line. Purdue's got a lot of youth on their offensive line. I think they, they have three true. freshmen and a sophomore they, and a junior. That's four well, or five guys. They, and then they had one like all-conference senior. They, yep. His parents did a shout-out or whatever. for the game. And he looked like he was pretty good, too. Yeah, I mean, and, and I thought, again, I thought he was a guy that we've, we've been critical of this entire year. And... I think rightfully so, um, he and he came to play. I mean, and I talked to my dad later that day. He said he he needs to strictly be someone who is a rusher. He yeah. ru- he rushes the quarterback. He's not a contain guy. He's not a cover guy. He is a guy that needs to be attacking wherever the quarterback is. Yep. That's his job. Mm-hmm. Because if he can do that against, uh, it doesn't matter. It's, he's he's not bigger than a lineman. If he can do that against a lineman on any team. That, that should be his job. And I think maybe the coaches realized that and said, hey, we're trying to keep you on the outside, contain the outside, contain the edge, and you're getting burned because you're trying to read these RPOs and you're not doing a good job of it. We're just going to have to rush the quarterback. Well, and it's probably a little bit easier to do it against uh, a team like Purdue that yeah. you knew going in that they were going to throw 40-plus times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but still, great, great job by him. Um, you know, we can go down the line of players, but uh, one that – I thought that no one talked about. You said no one really talked about Nelson, but was Rogers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Casey Rogers. Yeah. Casey Rogers. Garrett Nelson does not get that sack. That that was that was basically ninety five percent Rogers, and Garrett just cleaned it up. Easy. So, um, and again, another another underrated guy that actually we haven't talked much about this year either, but. He's done. He's done really well. Casey yep. Rogers has done really well when he's been in the game. Uh, Fladarius Payne came in once, and we only rushed two. He actually dropped back, and he ended up dropping back, which ended up kind of throwing off one of the passes from Plummer. And I mean, just our three guys up front. Uh, Stilly had know, a great game. Stilly, um, Damian Daniels, yep. uh, you know Robinson. The there was one specific play that I saw. Um, 
they, on, a, on a highlight that I really liked that I wanted to talk about. We It was a third and long, fourth and long, something like that. Um, and we, I'm guessing it was probably a third and long because I don't know that they really went for too many fourth and longs. But uh, we only rushed three, and all three of the guys hit the quarterback, yep. and we got a sack. That was a third down play, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it was and like that's Stilly and Rogers and again, or again, I don't know the three four defense in the Big Ten is is a great thing to go with, but again, we we played the way we needed to on the line yesterday to make a difference and have an impact on that game, and that's that's something we just haven't seen from our defensive linemen consistently throughout a game. And yesterday, I mean, it was consistent. We saw it throughout the entire game. Um, and they threw. I mean, they they completed a lot of passes and they they got quite a bit of yards, but our our DBs looked a lot better too. Yeah, they. I mean, and Ross says here too. Our def- defense balled out, gave up over 300 yards passing, but 60 attempts. I mean, they're throwing exactly. 60 times. Uh, kept them on complete check, except for you know, 187 one, yards. One, you know, the 189 yard TD pass. Well, one. Yeah. And Cam was right with him then the entire time, and Dismute kind of blew him up and yeah. come out of the play. But it was in an opportune time. But uh, take that away, and they contained Moore and Bell. Yep, pretty pretty dang well. Bell for quite a bit of time. He came on late, but well, early you, you on, know, you know he, why? It's because Cam Taylor Britt was on him. I know exactly. And again, we've seen that from Cam Taylor Britt all years. He's covering the top wide receiver, yep. and he's been able to shut down those wide receivers. And we saw a very similar play against Penn State against Dotson in coverage that we saw yesterday against Bell. That was a huge play in the game later in the game when we're up by ten, and so. Cam Taylor, again, he's he's one of those black shirts that he has played. You don't see him on the stat sheet a ton, as you might some other guys in his position, but that's because they're not throwing to him. Exactly. It's, it was the same with Prince. It was the same with um, Alfonso Jenner back, you know, years ago. They, they had, like, a great, you know, sophomore, junior year as far as stats, and then their last year the stats dropped off because no, yep. no one threw at them. Absolutely. So. so defense, great. Again, Doman, Honus, those guys. And one thing I want to talk about real quick about the defense, and then we'll shift over to offense here, and we'll shift to a question Donnie asked here too um, before we go to offense. Um, open field tackling. Much better. Again, you, you get Bell and, and Moore in space. Those guys have speed. They're shifty. Now, they did have, I think, a third and 12 that he's, he's kind of spun around. That was just a good move. I mean, he stuck his foot and in the ground and went he, the other way. He may have been a little dinged up, obviously. went to the locker room at one point. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. He We kept him contained pretty well. But but overall, open field tackling was great. Um, I mean, the only last thing I'll touch on defense, uh, they talked about it a little bit during the game. I'm not sure if you heard this or not. But Doman took full responsibility for last year's loss against Purdue <laughs> because – the last damn you could tell the last touchdown that they had he missed his assignment mm-hmm. and they scored and won the game and he took that very personally and you could tell he was like people up yesterday yeah. it was fun to watch he, he's always fun to watch and it was yesterday great job from him as always uh we'll get to the offense and special teams here shortly um donnie asked about um kenzie milton uh coming over to nebraska what are our thoughts um i'm gonna say it's not gonna happen um maybe as a coach in a couple of years i i could see him coming as a coach i see i see him playing quarterback somewhere else and i only say that just because he frost i don't think is even gonna go after him because we have we have two other qbs on the team he already said that the future of this team is gonna be mccaffrey well, not, <laughs> not until adrian's done and adrian's not done yet so mccaffrey still has a little ways to go I don't think we're going to bring another quarterback and throw off, throw off any any chemistry that these guys already have built throughout the year. Again, you went with two wins, so you can say what chemistry, but well, I think it's been you, you got a leader in Adrian Martinez. Again, I think that's kind of a slap in the face to him. And I think again, Frost Frost keeps in touch with Milton. He's been in touch with him this entire time. I don't think he's coming to Nebraska. You know, you have Logan Smothers. Who's Got Henrik right Harburg coming in Henrik next Harbert's year. Henrik Harburg's coming in. Um, Milton said he wants to go somewhere that he can play. And I just don't know. I mean, I know they obviously had an undefeated season when he was there. Yeah. But uh, but that's a product of their offense, and we don't have that yet. Well, right, as a whole. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to get pieces here and there. Obviously, we you know, Betts is getting more involved, which is great. Yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of young guys, but I, I don't see it happening. Um, I see him coming to be a coach in a couple of years. But. Yeah, well, absolutely. I would love to see him coach, and I, I think I think he's a smart player. I think he's got that coaching mindset. 
Um, him and well, a- him and Adrian are very similar guys as far just, as their leadership abilities. And it's just too hard to to know how what percentage he's going to be at as far as health. Uh, you know, is he going to be a hundred percent? Yeah. Probably not. I mean, he was very close to being done. Yeah, no, so, I agree. I mean, it's, it's hard. Well, and, and so, uh, Ross here real quick, again, he mentioned the defense, 79% open, open field tackle rate yesterday. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, I'm not sure what but that's cool. He also said Milton hasn't played in 33 months, so we need to play for the future, not for, you know, next year. And, and absolutely. And not I mean, for what happened. We're, we're not looking for a transfer QB like when we brought in uh, Tanner Lee over to Nebraska. I well, I'm just, sure people are going to be like, well, we didn't bring in Joe Burrow. It was not a thing. No, no, no. And, so. and Donnie said he's just trying to stir the pot, which, again, it's it's a legit question because a lot of people are talking about it. Right. As soon as he said, hey, we're, uh, you know, I'm hitting the transfer portal, it was everyone's easy like, for, boom. It was easy for people to say, yeah, especially with how, you know, a few of the, a few losses in a row plus some mediocre quarterback. His, his relationship with Frost is big, too, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't see it happening. It's it's a legit question though, because could it happen? Yeah, sure. I just sure I could. don't. I don't see it happening. Um, but good question, Donnie. Um, let's shift to the offense a little bit. Actually, you know what? Special teams first, then offense. We'll Touch on offense last. So special teams, probably the best special teams effort minus for the most part. Our own block, or minus <laughs> yeah. our punt that got blocked. Um, for the most part, it was good. So we had we did we did well yesterday. I mean, we blocked a punt their very first possession. Um, a three and out and a block punt to the one, which should have been scooped up for a touchdown. Uh, and odd, I think it maybe Elkhorn South kid, I think his sophomore. It, I think he maybe took a weird bounce and he kind of overran it. I, I don't know. It's one of those things you see so many guys try to hop on the ball and they well, they screw it up and it goes out of the back of the end I, zone. And I heard some of the or I saw some comments. Some of the guys that were on special teams saying. He heard footsteps, but it was just ours. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got like six guys behind you, all Nebraska players. But right. I don't, I don't blame him for just jumping no. on the ball because I'd rather you do that than kick it out of the back of the end zone. Right. And right? somebody, somebody said Dedrick Mills owes him a lunch because he bought him a touchdown. There you true. go. He got that, him a touchdown. That uh, but that was that was odd. I think odd or oddy. I don't. Know. I've seen don't it said both ways. Anything. But uh, he's an Elkhorn South kid, so uh, nice to see him him get involved in the game that way. Nice. Um, what grade? Would I give our special teams as a whole? Okay. Before you answer, is that just special teams? Is that our field goal kicking game? Or... Well, as a whole. So okay. I'd say as a whole, if you're putting the kicking, the punting, the kick return, and the kick off. If, um, if you want to talk kick return, we got a different ball. We, we got a different ball. That, that alone's an F in my mind. Our, our, kick return, our, our kick return and then our kickoff coverage are both Fs right now. Uh, maybe a strong D minus, but it's darn close. Um, field goal I, kicking, A. Field goal kicking is an A. I think uh, our, if you're talking the last couple of years, more like an A plus. Our punt return is probably a C. I mean, you don't see a lot of great punt returns in college anymore these days. You see a lot of fair catches, but I'll give it a solid, a solid C, C minus. Um, our biggest downfall in in our special teams is our kickoff coverage. Take it at the twenty five. If we're, if we're not if we're not kicking it over, if we're not kicking it in the back of the end zone, the guys are getting it past well, the twenty five. Here, here's here's the thing: if they're not gonna throw the ball to Alante Brown, give him those opportunities. Yep. Why why are we gonna have him return it? I mean, if and, and I yeah. know it's different, you go back there and catch it and run for it, as opposed to having to know what routes you're running and audibles and different things. But yep, he hasn't had anything go past the 25 or 30 yard line yet i think maybe i don't even i think maybe once he's gotten past the 20 yeah so yeah i, I mean i just again it's, it's one of those things i didn't even said yesterday i texted you i said are we the only team that can't return the ball past the 25 well because purdue kept returning it past the 30 or 30 they, they got at least to the 28 and, and ross here 28 yards average per kick return Exactly. And our kickoff coverage, so there's something wrong there. Well, we're not kicking the ball very deep. Can't we just kick it in the end zone? Well, we ca- we kicked it in the end zone twice, and he brought it out. Yeah. And so it our kickoff like in, coverage is just maybe maybe it's been windy some of the past couple games, but but then we pushed it a couple times. I'm like, we well, fine. It, we pushed it a couple times to Iowa because they had a couple of. Decent but, I mean, we returns. did it, we this did it against week, Purdue. We did the same, yeah, I'm like, yeah, because you can't cover. So I'm fine with that. If we're not going to be able to cover the kickoffs, then kick absolutely. High. As high in the air, give, as give as it a fair catch. As, high so, as far as you can. Um, but overall, I'd say we're we're probably overall we put everything together. Our field goal kicking and our punting has improved quite a bit. I would from say from last year. So I'd say probably a C. I'd say we're still right in the middle. I'd say we've improved quite a bit from last year. Yeah. Um, so last the, year we were like take, uh, take those whatever's worse than returns aside and just just don't. I mean, make sure the ball doesn't stay in the 
in the yeah. play, in yeah. play, but otherwise, just catch it, fair catch it, instead mm-hmm. of twenty five. I mean, literally, that yeah. give Adrian or Luke, but most likely Adrian. Give him good field position. 75 yards to go. Yep. Don't give him 90 yards to go. Yep. Because you try to run it out and you make it to the 18 and you get a, a holding penalty. Yep. But on the flip side, 49-yard field goal yesterday. Culp has been an amazing transfer for us. He's done really well. Uh, 49-yard field goal, we haven't had one of those in five years. So, um, And he hadn't attempted one farther than 39. Yeah, his, long, his longest was 39. Hadn't attempted and it didn't look great one, so. off the bat, but it it went in. That's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, Ross, we'll get to your question. Uh, actually, let's just answer it now. So, we get a, a game after Minnesota. Hopefully, we get to play Minnesota. Now, Flex says they're coming. I, it sounded like they're playing. But, but I, who, who knows? Who I mean, knows until Are they going to have more cases? Who knows how many players they're going to have available. So, um, I mean, Ohio State had a lot of players in. They had 23 out, players still, out. And they still played. Yeah. And they dominated. Yeah. Their biggest three missing were three of their line, offensive linemen. Right. Um, but they also played Michigan State. I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan State um, or Rutgers. I want Wisconsin. I would love to see Wisconsin. I don't know if they'll let us do that. Um, it just depends. There's been so many different games that have been canceled between Maryland and Michigan mm-hmm. and Minnesota and Michigan State and Wisconsin. But, um, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing I, Wisconsin either. I know. they've. I've heard a little talk like, you know, it's supposed to be one versus one, obviously, which hopefully it is, if Ohio State and Michigan can play. Yeah. But then two versus two, three versus three, and so on. But if teams can't play, can we just like, hey, we're five and you're three or four. Can we just yeah. play? Because we, we played the other team that was five yeah. in the other division. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, and, and it's, you know, playing Wisconsin. So Wisconsin lost yesterday uh, to Indiana. And what's funny is they called it an upset, but Indiana's ranked ahead of them. And... Indiana's had a Wisconsin was favored by Wisconsin was favored favored by at least ten, and so you can call it an upset all you want, but I I had Indiana win that game. I had no doubt they'd win the game. Well, here's why: Indiana's starting quarterback is out for the season. Yeah, I mean, and then their their Tuttle or whatever his name is that came in. Yeah, we won't go too far off script here, but he uh, he looked pretty good. He ended up getting hurt, and they had another kid that was either going to come in or came in for a little bit, but. yeah, no, I want Wisconsin. Yeah, I would love to play them, uh, especially if we play like we did yesterday as a whole, as a team. I would love to play him again. Uh, Graham Mertz, again, he's going to be a good QB. He's going to be really good for Wisconsin. Uh, but after game one against Illinois, everyone's like, Heisman, Heisman, Heisman. Wisconsin's got a quarterback finally. And then game two, it's like, okay, he's he's not what everyone thought he was going to be in game one. He's still going to be good, but I would love a shot at playing Wisconsin and, and potentially – you know, finally beating them to to where you know we should be, but yeah, um, who knows? We'll see. I, I wouldn't mind playing Michigan State though. If we did a crossover, yeah. Michigan State would be fine. Rutgers would be fine. Um, even Maryland. Even Maryland. I yeah. mean, I, play, let's just play, right? That's, that's I just hope we get thing. two more games. And then. you know, after last week's loss against Iowa, um, I saw a lot of different things this week. I mean, I almost despise ESPN. I, I don't even hardly watch it anymore. Or, pay attention to it anymore but uh they have different things uh bottom 10 and stuff like that and yeah they, they always throw the big 10 under the bus in that re- oh, yeah. regard because they're pissed that the big 10 waited so long to play and whatever well and it's, talking, then it's all about sec and, and acc so th- their their big thing is never has there been a team that wanted to play so bad and then you know goes one and four and it's like uh, we just want yeah. literally that's we just want to play the game so that we can get our guys better yeah, that's and that, that's that's like people. I'll be like, oh, what if we had to play Ohio State again? And I'm like, well, great. Like guys getting out of the game and get more reps. Like that's what it's all about. Especially this year when this year really doesn't mean shit. Like it doesn't. It really doesn't mean anything because you don't lose a year of eligibility. If nothing else, you're getting reps. You're getting a lot of young guys playing time that maybe they wouldn't even have played because of the redshirt rule. They might only got a couple games this year. Right. Now we're seeing guys getting games that a lot more than they probably would have yeah. to begin with. I mean, in general, depending on when they would have played, had us play Penn State in a normal mm-hmm. in a normal season, Xavier Betts isn't getting that touchdown run in that game because he's not playing. In probably that not, game. unless it's absolutely necessary. Well, and Ra- is uh, is Vedral back to playing again? For Rutgers, yeah, I don't because he got he got hurt. I know he was out uh, last week. I think he was they out. They had another quarterback come in that actually played pretty well. Sikowski was his game. name. Yeah, Sikowski. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Close, I mean, but. going against Vedral, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that'd be fine. But um, I don't know. I, I could see us playing Michigan or Michigan State, and I'd be fine with that. Um, so yeah. good, good question there, Ross. Appreciate too. it. Um, 
let's switch, switch over to offense here. So uh, I, I gave MVP yesterday on a page, MVP Adrian Martinez. I mean, the, the kid gets benched two weeks ago, um, and they talk about playing both quarterbacks. He doesn't even come in for a single snap. Um, well, and they said, as Frost said after the game, that the yeah. plan was to bring uh, McCaffrey in for more than what they did. But Adrian got on a roll. Okay. Uh, Vedral did play yesterday. Okay. okay. Um, but against they, Iowa, he played well. They played Iowa? No, no. Again, for. Oh, again, you're talking for Martinez. Yeah, yeah. For, uh, Martinez, Martinez yeah, played sorry. well last week. Um, yeah, eight, 100%. And then he's, he's been 41 of 50 the last two games. I mean, that touchdown run he had on that second drive, I mean, that should have been a sack. Oh, Last year it would have been a sack. There should have been three guys that tackled him. Yep. And he looked, He went into 2018 mode and was like, no, no, I'm going to video game your ass. I'm going to get in the end yeah. zone. And that's and what he did. you can say it's Purdue, whatever you want, but last year I don't care which team we played against, that would have been a sack. No. Oh. So um, that was great pocket awareness. He was able to get out of, get out of the pocket and elude the rush and get a stiff arm in, well, and, get in the, and jump in the end zone while being tackled. I mean, right. It was just it was a great play. And it does seem like – the last couple of weeks, just like the first week when we played Ohio State, we got off to a great start. And I think that that is going to be what makes this team successful, is getting off to those types of starts yep. and continuing to build on it. Obviously, this week, obviously the Penn State, we got a pretty significant lead and, yep. and they were able to <laughs> the other team, we were able to let the other team back in. We got to figure out how to get that separation a little yeah. bit better. Um, but I think that that will be the success of this team, is getting off to those starts yep. and just Keep keeping your foot on the gas and getting some stops on defense. Yeah, I mean, you go 23 to 30, 242 yards in a TD, plus two rushing TDs. I mean, that's a great game. That That's a Martinez we have not seen since 2018. And we were losing a lot in 2018, even with him playing really well. So for him to come out there, you know, he, after getting benched and keeping his head on a swivel and winning the job back, that's what, he, that's what he's done the last two weeks is he has solidified himself as our starting QB. Well, and right off the bat – we get Dedrick Mills back, who we haven't had. And I mean, he had over sixty we, yards rushing. Yeah, he's obviously the best running back that we have, um, and may, maybe not as a career running back, yeah. but right now he's the hardest running bruiser type guy that gets those tough yards. He finds the end zone every every game he plays. He finds the end zone, um, you know. And it was good to have that back. And I think that maybe gave the guys a little bit more confidence, especially Adrian, yeah. that uh, you know. Not to say that these young running backs that we have, you know, aren't going to be good or, or can't, yep. you know, get things done. But given the ball to Mills, given the ball to Wandale, you know, we, and, and we, we haven't even talked about Wandale. He had over 100 yards. I mean, we, we yeah, Wandale had a fantastic game. Betts had a good game. Um, I want to talk about Allen. Allen had a fan. Our, our receiver core blocked really well on the outside. Right. We threw a few swing passes, looked really good. Falk had a good game. Falk had a great game. Allen had a couple catches. Um, and then you had Wyatt Lever from O'Neill, Nebraska. Yes, Lever. Lever. You, Thank you. Yeah. I think it was Deb, I think. La- name. Last I saw, Thank there were there was 69 shares. It's probably more than that now. Oh, yeah. Um, Small town Nebraska awesome. likes to talk about their boys. I will say, and I'm, I'm you know, full disclosure, the, the, the wide receivers, especially with Fleming leaving and Omar Manning not, not playing this year, pretty yeah. much. You know, there's there's guys that I don't know. I know Falk was a transfer. A transfer, yep. Um, Oliver Martin was a transfer. But we didn't see Martin at all yesterday. Um, so when when he caught that touchdown, I, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And I had to look I, him up. I, I looked him up and I saw he's from O'Neill, Nebraska. I have a close coworker that's from O'Neill, and I text him and he's like, "Awesome man, like that's amazing." Um, and then we shared it on our page and sixty nine or seventy plus yeah. likes from. Yep. People loving it. So yeah, awesome. and and so Ross Ross here says we just need more downfield throws. I thought we had more. We had more yesterday than combined all year. Well, and, and the, Adrian was hitting them. The, the one long, the one long one to Wandale was the best throw, deep ball th- he's had all well, year. Right now, a long throw for Nebraska QBs is over ten yards. Yeah, and but that we, was that was a long <laughs> throw. But with the big difference about that was he had a lot of time to go here, 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 yep. back. You know, through four or five progressions, back to his first yep. one. Deep to our offensive there. line pass blocking was much better. Um, and Ross here says, too, having Mills having Mills in the backfield gives Adrian another threat on offense, and the Huskers another threat, which allows guys like Robinson and Falk and these other guys I to think get so open. Too. And that's why I said I think it was more confidence 
for Adrian and, and just the team in general because not saying Ramir Johnson, not saying you know Marvin Scott, Marvin Scott or Tompkins that when they get the you know it's just a lot of what they've done so far has been between the tackles yep. for you know a couple yards up to ten yards, nothing crazy. So we're able to open the playbook a little bit more. Those guys will get there. You know, um, Ramirez Johnson had a touchdown last week. I mean, they're, they're going to get there. I'm going to go back to the Wyatt Lever uh, touchdown, and we're going to talk about Nathan's uh, comment here. So talk about – so they go in line. They, they line up. They, they motion back to the right. And then right. they moved everybody over to that right side. Then Allen steps off – steps on the line, tells Wyatt to move back. And then you got Falk and Allen leading the way, leading, lead blockers. How it was much, like really, really, really well designed. How much has Frost talked about the blocking game and how important it is in this offense? I want you to be able to block before I'm going to throw you the ball. So That's why it's so important because that is a pass that is going to be successful if you have blocks on the outside. So what was awesome about that play, I mean, that play was awesome, right? What's a little bit frustrating about that play is we've been in that spot countless times already this yep. year and haven't done anything like that. So we've done a, a handoff to Wandale up the middle for a yard. Three times. Whatever. You know, I, yeah. I mean, maybe they're finally just trying to shake things up a little bit, but those are the type of plays that we're going to have to do in those types of spots moving forward. Absolutely. So uh, Nathan here mentions, you know, move McCaffrey to a duck R slot with Wandale. Uh, he's an athlete. Get him on the field. Absolutely. I, I know they put him out there. They handed the ball off to him. I didn't love the play call. No. Um, I thought – you put him out there and maybe use him as a decoy on the first play. Don't hand the ball off and make it kind of yeah. known you're going to hand yeah. it off to him so they tackle him for a loss. Yeah, it was obvious, I thought, too. Um, uh, but he says, he says transfer Milton here, dual QB with Martinez to kind of get the offense going. A- interesting perspective. Um, again, that may or may not happen. I don't know. Sure, get as many guys that are good on the – we don't have any receivers. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say that. We don't. We have a lot of young receivers, so get get as many guys here as we can to score some points. Yep. Zom, Zom says, you know, hey, we Zom. finally we finally punched back in a game where it looked like maybe we'd lay down. That 89-yard touchdown very well could have put a, a nail on our tire, but we uh, kept going. That put a nail on my tire, that's I for sure. I know it did. And, and he says, you know, last week we talked about how they didn't really let – they let the little things affect them. This week it didn't happen. And so, yes, we are moving in the right direction in those things. And even the team talked yeah. about after the game and is – that's adversity. That's how you got to fight through in those games. And a lot of people, again, they called it an ugly game, but you, you have to give so much credit to the fact that Nebraska didn't just fold when it got within, you know, a touchdown. Well, and that, kept going. that happened, and then the long ball to Allen, and then he falls. Mm-hmm. And Rush just mentioned and, that. And you know, it should have been a touchdown. There yeah. was like two or three other things that happened on that drive that should have led to a touchdown, but instead, we, you know, we still end up figuring out a way to get a field goal to get up by two scores. Yep. So that was definitely that was an improvement. Huge. Once they kicked that field goal, I'm like, all right, we're good. Right. Um, and I did, I did find it funny. I think it was our, our next possession where we, we really could have got a first down and ran out the clock, and Martinez slid like five yards short of the first down. That was the other play. He And right, right away kind of looked up like, oh, what the hell did I just do? Yeah, that was the other play. Um, that was just, that's a mentality thing he, he didn't think through because um, he gets that first down, keeps the clock going, game's over. Anyway, he was so. trying to get as many yards as he could and stay in bounds type of thing. I get it. but um, He wasn't paying attention. The, <laughs> the other thing, uh, I don't want to switch it to anything too negative right off the bat but uh well let's just keep talking about good stuff about okay the well, in here jonathan mentioned too on the bubble screen that uh wyatt scored on so that he said that's how the screen should look absolutely uh, what game was it last year when we did uh, we did that play and it went to wandale and um i think he ended up being knocked away by the defense and it was a backwards pass they got a touchdown everyone was pissed about the swing pass but if you watch the replay we had Two missed blocks. We had two guy, two guys go to block one guy, and there was two guys out there. So the one guy that wasn't covered came and uh, got the fumble, got the fumble, and ended up scoring a touchdown. Whatever game that was last year, that what, what we did yesterday is how it should go all the time when we have proper blocking on the outside, which is why it's so important for those guys to learn how to block on the outside. And that's I love that play. It confused the defense, and you're going to confuse defense when you put three guys out there, especially a six eight tight end the hell are you going to do with him as a right. trips yeah no Crazy. I, thought, I thought that um the play calling on offense was just so much more diverse than it has been for most of the season mm-hmm. i mean 
we've talked about it. A lot of the yardage is uh, Luke or Adrian just kind of busted plays and they run for it. You know, yep. there wasn't a lot of that. I mean, they they could have. You know, Martinez had a few, and I think he had like forty five yards rushing, which isn't a ton. Um, he took what he could when he when yep. it was there. But yep. in, in some of these other games, he's had quite a bit more. The quarterback positions got quite a bit more rushing yards, and it's because that's what they've been doing. Yep. It's good to see that. I want to see some rushing yards out of the quarterback when yep. we need it, but I'd rather have the ball spread around to other guys instead of just, oh, nothing's there, I'm going to run. Very good point, and I think part of that is, so Frost even mentioned, like, these younger guys are getting, they're gonna, you're going to see more of these guys on the field. You're going to see the playbook open up a little bit now that they know it a little bit more. And a lot of people are like, well, how long does it take to get to know the playbook? But you could see it yesterday because guys like that were on the field, even you know Betts and um, uh, Bokalek, the other guys on the and Lever when he was out there, they must have been running better routes because our receivers were much more open when Adrian found them. And and he, he wasn't thrown in a double triple well, coverage. And he, he threw the ball a lot better than he has. He he Ac- did. But the guys the guys were open because the other people running routes were running good routes to where. We could get that open receiver yeah, and, and draw maybe, off our maybe that's, safeties. Maybe that's been a bigger issue than we've under you know than we've realized. Yeah, and you know between that and Jurgens actually snapping the ball, f- pretty. Um, I, I didn't hear any again, complaints really. So. Again, underrated guy that has been kind of shit on for his poor play, but I not talked about enough for how great he did yesterday in that game with zero bad snaps after last week. I mean that's a mentality thing too. You got to come back stronger than you did and the week before, and he did. As as difficult as as it is to accept them not making a change, uh-huh. it's that much more rewarding to put him back in there and to have him succeed. Absolutely, because that's only going to make things better. Yep, in um, my opinion. Nathan says here that you know we need seniors to return to keep the experience, and with the extra players related to uh, to show the players the door that aren't improving. So. Keep the seniors that are part of that culture, that have been building the culture with Frost for the last three years, and that are playing well right now. Keep them. If they're not part of that culture, you know, see ya. But I think we got a lot of guys. I, I think you're talking about improving the culture. I think the culture is there, to be honest. The guys that are, the guys that have been leaving, the the newly new freshman recruits, the decommits, those guys, let them leave. They, if they don't want to be a part of the culture, that's fine. Well, and you posted it. The Adrian Martinez video from after the, the interview after the game. I mean. You get benched as a as a captain, the mo- the most main position on the team. Mm-hmm. Within two weeks later, you're the reason that your team won a game. You know. Yep. I mean, it's it shows a lot of. It's not. Heart. Oh man, I didn't get to play this week. I'm gone. Well, and a lot a lot of people think culture is wins and losses. When culture is more about how how do you want to be treated, and is that how you're being treated? And is that how you're being taught the game? Is that how you're being shown how to play the game? And that helps lead to wins and losses. But if you lose a game, it's not because of bad culture. If you lose a game, it's probably because of poor execution or poor play calling, poor defense, whatever it might be. But we're not losing games because of poor culture. We're losing games because of execution, play calling, youth. I see the culture turning around because you're starting to see some of those leadership abilities within the players to say get your shit together we're not going to back down they talked about it in the locker room i saw a quote it was like all the guys were up and saying we're not backing down we have the lead keep pushing keep going we're going to win this thing and that's that's the kind of leadership you need from adrian and all the other guys on the team call miller not playing anymore he's a captain he's leading on that sideline when he's there so well shoot even that you know frost is doing the interview um, after the game and, and budo comes up and it was just kind of i mean it's just kind of funny and yeah. you just see you know how much frost Loves well, Gary Nelson comes back, gives him a thumbs up. He's yeah. got a bolt back. Well, and I'm sure you saw that video of it was Cam, Adrian, and Wandale. Wandale, yep. That was cool, too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, Zom says here, too, defense had three sacks, nine tackles for a loss. Anybody that's been hating on Shenander, again, defense has played better than the offense whole by far. Look, talk- at the, look at the stat line. Look at the numbers. Look at the national rankings of different yep. yardage positions, whatever you want to say. It's pretty incredible from when Riley was here to when Shenander started to now. I'm not saying that it's perfectly where we want to be, but it's a lot a lot better than people than people would think. Exactly, and that's again, I think people are look people have been have been shitting on Shenander for a while and saying he needs to go defense defense defense. 
But it, but it hasn't. <laughs> she ain't around no more. Uh, but if you look at year one, like you said, to year three for him, he's improved every year. And this is by far the biggest jump of improvement. Uh, we're getting more turnovers. We're getting more pressure. And we're bringing different blitz packages out of that 3-4 defense. And you're seeing those results. As I mentioned, too, last week against Iowa, we held them to 105 rushing yards. I mean, Iowa's a good running team. That's Their, their game yeah. is not their pass game. Their game is their rushing game. And if you can hold a team like that, you're going to have more success well, on a defense. You can put somebody like, I mean, obviously we've talked about him, Cam, Cam Tillibert's stud, but you can put him one-on-one with a Bell or, <clears> you <throat> know, more, and he can make a pass breakup in a crucial part of the game. So, Dude, Boodle, Boodle was covering uh, more, a couple, had some great pass breakups. Yep. Um, or even just and step for step. Or even more. just contain with them to limit, you know, on like a second and long. Yeah. He catches the ball and you only let him get five, six yards. Yeah. You know. Again, if you, they have over 60 attempts, over 300 yards, again, that that's good defense. That's like the 91 attempts and over 500 yards of offense. Five and a half yards per play is not bad defense when you are winning the game, too. It's really not that bad. Yeah. Especially when, with guys like Moore and Bell. And Boodle was great. Cam Taylor Britt was great in coverage. We played our defense against those two guys. That's how you had to plan. Plummer and Moore and, and Bell. That's all you had to plan I'm, for, I'm really. Pretty sure Plummer's beat us the last couple of years. And yeah. That's because they were able to kind of throw all over the place. And he's not a bad passer, but uh, and really, um, there was that one pass to Moore where Brutal broke it up, and a lot of people were like, oh, that might have been pi. It thought that that ball wasn't underthrown. It was going to be pass interference, hundred percent. But it was right. underthrown. Right. So Brutal had position, and Moore didn't have a chance at coming back for that ball, which is why it was not called pi. Um, so I'll get to a couple comments here. So. Okay. Martinez, Mills, Wandale, McCaffrey, Allen, Betts on the field at the same time is going to cause a lot of problems. Absolutely. Can you imagine that those guys on the field at the same time next year in 2021? Like 2020, yeah, but we only got maybe two games left. But look at next year. If all those guys are here next year and we're able to compete with all those guys healthy on the field, that's a, pro- that's a problem. And then you mix in guys like Ramir Johnson, Marvin Scott. Um, you mix in... Even Wyatt Lever, who's a guy that has got good hands. You got Cade Warner. You got guys that can produce on the field. That's just Thomas Fedoni. Small and Fedoni. You got small. Thomas Fedoni scores that touchdown. Sorry, Alan. You got small you're six amount eight, of guys. Yeah. <laughs> and when, they, when, when you're oh, I listened to Big Red over here. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was Michael Severe. He said, "When you're that big and your your head goes past your knees, yep. you're going <laughs> you're down. going down." Yeah, uh, Ross is here. He's going to admit that he was a, a shit talker about Shenander. Um, still thinks three four with a touch in the Big Ten, but um, when you got the playmakers, it makes a difference. And, and that's and really and and you can eat your words if you want, but I still think a three four is tough to run in the Big Ten. But Agreed. right now, our defense this year has been proving that we we can run enough with four linebackers, enough blitz packages to make a difference in these games. Yeah. We've been able to do that. And I mean, well, I don't want to bring up any negativity, but. <laughs> Um, obviously, we, we we lose one, we get one. Uh, Patrick Payton decommits. He's another Miami kid. Yeah. I, I'm just, I told you. I, Apparently, I was, they, they I see was, a flip to Florida looking, State. Uh, did he pick Florida State? No, no they crystal ball. He's got crystal ball to Florida State oh, right I thought now. I thought he might go to Miami. Um, I was looking at the recruiting class on Friday night, and I was just like, I feel like it's just a matter of time before this kid decommits. Yep. And then within a matter of 12 hours, he did. Well, he, he had those other Florida boys talking to him, too. So. Sure. But, and and Fedone goes on on Twitter and goes, uh, what do you say? Um, basically, like, your loss, our gain, essentially, is what he said. I mean, it, the guys that are coming in are, are, are amazing. And, and uh, we'll get to um, Raekwon Barkley here in a second. Uh, Micah says Cam played amazing. Uh, yeah, Buckley, sorry. Um, Cam Cam Taylor Britt again, amazing game. Uh, he had a good punt returner as well. Uh, so oh, yeah. he, he, ran, he ran into the punt returner as well, which was which kind of sucked. He tried to slow himself down and kind of got a little shove, but he he was where he didn't need to be. But then he redeems himself with a couple good pass breakups, and um, so yeah, he did, he had a fantastic game after last game. I think he beat himself up on that punt return. I'm sure he beat himself. Um, he came back stronger than ever and had a great game. Um, Yep, zombie. Yep, absolutely negative two rushing yards. We talked about that. Um, we go four, four and four. We go bowling, hundred percent. I think we have a good chance if we can get two more games in. Uh, Tony uh, Tuoti, I can't, I don't know how to say his name. Our recruiter, uh, MVP coaching. Uh, listen, he's been pulling in guys. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he gets a guy like uh, Buckley coming in, uh, committing after the game yesterday. 
they talk about the vibe, and he talked about the vibe and the relationship building, the way these coaches are coming after these kids. Well, Again, culture. In, in that past, is culture. In the past, I feel like that kid ends up at Michigan State. Yeah. M- Michigan or Michigan State. But yeah, because he's I, a I Michigan like, kid. Yep. I feel like he probably ends up at Michigan State. But, yeah. Um, but he's been, I mean, he's been, his recruiting has been fantastic. He's doing a great job in keeping these players engaged and ensuring that, hey, you know, we want you here. And that's, that's why we got that commit yesterday, that verbal commit. So that's big. Micah says he was blocked into. Again, that's why I thought as well they didn't call it. Um, but again, he comes back. He had a great punt return and just a great game overall. Um, yeah, Nathan, I agree. I said this to, I don't remember who I said it to yesterday, um, that we need to stop recruiting in Florida, go to Texas. Less drama for kids uh, like Rex yeah. Burkhead. Jeez. I mean, we, get the hell out of Florida because we've lost, what, five people now? Yeah, I mean, oh, Florida kids. You're, you're talking our, our biggest recruit from last year was Keyshawn Green, and he never even came. I yeah. mean, it, or maybe he came and pra- practiced a couple of spring mm-hmm. spring ball practices. I mean, come on. We, I really? think we've had maybe what three guys come from. Man, Florida I wish or, things were that easy when I played sports. Or commit or commit from Florida and then not even come to campus. I've had another couple guys come to campus and leave. I mean, again, it's when I played sports. If you committed, well, not committed. Cause I never <laughs> committed anywhere. But if 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 you made up your mind on something and then we're like, ah, eh, now I'll go find somewhere else. Yeah. You weren't finding anywhere else. No. Well, teams I, had their teams, and best of luck. And I said, you know, this is. I said on our Facebook page today, you have a guy like Martinez. He gets benched. You see a lot of guys now, they get benched in their position or they're not the starter anymore. What do they do? Take I'm going to transfer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm hitting the transfer portal. Transfer port twice. But that happens, and guys just up and leave instead of saying, hey, you know what? I lost my job. I still am going to be a leader on this team. Whether you're a captain or not doesn't matter. Be a leader on the team. Try to get your spot back. People, kids, these kids are soft. And they don't want to battle for the job. They don't. If something's not going right, they leave. That's why people leave their jobs a lot. I work in HR. People quit if the tough gets going. They just don't want to battle. They don't want to keep working hard. They don't want to work harder. They feel like, you know, I'm just done. I'm just going to go somewhere else. The grass isn't always greener. And it's going to be easy like I want it. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener. So Yeah, go find a team like Mike Riley coached where you workouts and lifting was optional. <laughs> optional. So I just again I feel like a guy like Martinez is a perfect example of a kid who lost his job. He is a good quarterback, and instead of just saying, "Well, shit, I lost my job," he's I'm like, gonna "Work harder." I'm gonna battle, and guess what? He won his job back, and he gonna... to me he won it with ease. Yeah. Again, I love Luke McCaffrey. He's not he's not a quarterback yet. He's not uh, a college when, quarterback yet. When when uh, going into that Penn State game, I said it on the show. I want Luke to start this game. If he doesn't start this game, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah. And he did, and he won the game. He obviously turned around and, and wasn't nearly as good the next game, and and that's what it is. Yeah. In this in this situation, it it can be a week to week thing. It's just like any position. Yeah. Uh, Mike asked, "Do we have any Florida kids left?" I'd have to look at the roster. I'm not sure on that. I'm sure we have a few. Yeah, but, we do. But um, and then Ross says, "So what's uh well, soft like the Cal- Calabasas kids? So yeah, the, Cal- the California kids. Um, uh, what do you think happened with Fleming?" Again, Fleming was the kid. He was on social media for like 30 minutes prior to the Ohio State game. I mean, that's that's a kid that cared more about his social media than he did playing the game. And when he got in the game, he was good. But, again, if your he focus one, is – He had one good game. Yeah. And, you know, we, and, that, and that sparked us to talk about him. Yeah. But – And then if your focus is, hey, how many likes can I get on my Instagram? Like, cool, but what are you doing on the field? Like, are you even – do you care? Like, are you all about your – your? And it happened more than once. A lot of people were even talking on Twitter, like, hey, you should go see Fleming's Instagram. Like, it's, you know, it's fire. Like, it's lit, whatever. I'm like, why? Like, play the game, dude. Like, that's all I care about. I don't care about what your Instagram looks like. But that's I a would, bit – that's – and we talked about it with Brandon Kinney last year um, when it comes to social yeah, media. Yeah, we actually did. That, we talked about social point. media a lot and point. how much of a problem it is with some he of these was, kids. Because he even said, like, he couldn't even imagine – Mm-hmm. And he was kind of glad that that wasn't around when he played. Yep. Because. Well, it was right. It was towards I mean, the it end of his career. Yeah. To, but it wasn't, but it wasn't it, like it, it is it now. It wasn't, it wasn't nearly like it is now. And BK even said, like, it was probably a good thing that it wasn't because yep. there was probably some personalities on the team that. Oh, yeah. That would have thrived on that. But Yeah, I, th- I think. I think what happened with BK could have been one of them. No. I think Delancey leaves because he's not getting playing time. He's he's a freshman. Uh, we talked about it last week, I think, a little bit too. But I think he leaves, and I think Fleming – I think Fleming got booted. 
I don't think he left. I think he got booted off the team or told, hey, we're going to, I don't know if he's, I think he was a scholarship kid, like, hey, we're going to pull your scholarship. And I think part of it was because of his mindset and he was a me guy. He wasn't a team guy. And my, and my overall, um, I guess, assumption of him, just from what I know on his, on his Instagram and his, his following on Twitter, um, he was way too much about social media. So I think he got booted because he didn't like that he, someone, brought consequences upon him and again kids these days they get consequences they get in trouble and instead of just fighting through and battling through a lot of kids just leave and say okay i'm done then you're gonna put me in timeout i'm gonna leave but, <laughs> i don't like you anymore you're not my best friend anymore especially like, for those florida kids there's so many florida schools mm-hmm. um and with covid and everything they're probably like well, i can go to florida yep. atlantic i can you know I can go florida there. state sucks i can go there um nathan says fill the program with strong-minded kids you'll see parents sending the right kids there and again, leaders that we've seen on the field, the leaders, the way they talk on the field, off the field, and what they are putting on Twitter about their coach and about the, how they love their coach. They love the players. They love the family. That's what's going to get kids coming to Nebraska. And that's um, why you have guys like Fedoni. And I know he grew up a Husker fan and he's right down the road, but, you know, he could have gone to uh, Iowa. Uh, Fladarius Payne, uh, his parents, every time they come to a game, they post on social media how excited they are, all their Husker gear. They are. And they've fa- never even seen Memorial Stadium. Memorial no. Stadium. Well, they could have come to yeah. the game last year. Yeah. I'm sure they probably have. Uh, but. but they're they're a family that is excited to come watch their kid play, and they believe in their kid. They believe in the coach. They believe in what they're building. And his son, their son, shows it on the field. He plays well every time he's in. Yeah. Uh, Micah asked, "Do you know how many penalties were called on the final drive? What was there? Seven? How many penalties were called in the game? Like 43." Oh my that, God. I'm just, I'm I know exactly, each team I'm had exactly. over 100 yards. I know I'm 30 exactly. of ours were on uh, two unsportsmanlike on the same play. Okay, you called me yesterday and we talked about this. <laughs> I, I can understand trying to make a statement of you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't hit somebody out of bounds, and then you can't have some another player pop off. But you two, two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on the same play that go for 30 yards, it just seems a bit... Too too yeah. much for me. Well, yeah. In the NFL, if you have a pass interference call, it's a spot foul. Now yeah. I can understand yeah. that. In college football, if you have somebody hit someone out of bounds in that spot, which he didn't, it was it looked bad, but Rondell Moore sold it. He sold it very well because he hit the bench. I get it. I can totally understand he, he that. He didn't and just I'm hit sure, the bench, like rolled over like a fish out of and, water. And I'm sure Caleb Tanner said something that he shouldn't have. Obviously, he said something that he shouldn't have. But You can't talk trash now these days? Like There was trash talking the entire game. Yeah. He said that. It was super, super, super chippy. Everybody that I talked to about the game yesterday was like, wow, that was a really chippy game for these two types of teams. Last two years have been um, pretty close games. And so... Uh, 30 yards, that can be like a game changer in a game like that. So what's, what's me, hilarious? a bit... Much I, I was laughing so much afterwards because it really didn't. It didn't like our defense still stood up and it, it didn't really impact the game at all. Um, it was Micah it was the best play that Moore had all day. It really was actually between that and then the twelve yard, uh, the third and twelve where he got the first down. Those are the two best plays he had all day. But uh, again, his flop was definitely a really good play. Um, um, and I give him a ten out of ten. I, I, on I it. said when they showed him going to the locker room, I said, you know, maybe maybe he should have just opted out for the season. <laughs> no, my but, response was, damn, we're at fourteen nothing. He's already opting out of the game because well, I was in the first quarter. It was seventeen to nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's, but, he's opting um, out mid game. You know, it was funny. Was um, personally, I mean, if people are saying he's gonna be a first round draft pick, I mean, yeah, I, I, two years ago, I, I would have said yes. I know he battled injuries last year, hasn't played much this year. I mean, mm-hmm. is he? I mean, for me, I thought Wandale looked better than him yesterday. Apparently, he's already graduated like in two and a half years, so he's done already. Like, they I mean, celebrated him senior day he, yesterday. Well, yeah, but that's because he's gone, but well, that's because he's graduated. Oh, and under, I, and under I know three they years, said that they, they brought him out when they did the seniors, and I just figured because he's going to go to the NFL. Yeah, I think he already got and, his and he's, degree. He's, he's much thicker, stockier type of kid than, than Wandale is. But, well, he's uh, bigger than he was freshman year, too. Well, he definitely is. But Wandale, uh, Wandale to me, looked better yesterday. But um, it was really cool. I, I don't know if you saw the picture I sent that was uh, those guys – 
talking after the game. Yeah. I mean, th- those are two best athletes on the field, more than likely. Oh, uh, and if they didn't know each other before they got to college, they know each other now. Oh, no, they, 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 they do. They train okay. together. They, um, they respect each other. They're very similar players. And right. I, I'm excited. I hope both will go to the NFL. I hope we both can see them play on Sundays because they're both electric players, uh, kind of like a Tariq Hill, um, with, with their speed and with their skill. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with more. But, um, yeah, he did get no fly zone yesterday. Absolutely, Micah. Um, Again, it was. I loved it. I just you didn't when you saw him. It was Boodle on coverage, and Boodle Boodle had his best game yesterday. He by far right, his. Best, he played really good at best Penn State, but yesterday he, was great. He played really get it, well. and he might do a, a a little shake and bake, and then he didn't get much more than that. Open, I mean, there, there was tackling. there was less than five times where he yep. got a little bit of space. Sorry. Extra yards. Sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. But it was that open field tackling. Jimmy's phone going off. Hopefully that, but it was, hopefully that doesn't happen again. It, it was open field tackling, and that made a big difference when you got a guy like Moore and a guy like Bell on the field. Both those guys are dynamic. Like I said, it, probably in the top five of Big Ten and maybe in the country in the top ten, those two guys are just electric on the field. They're really good. And so to shut them down, and Plummer's a good quarterback. Um, so I just I think that you know we played really well, shut down defense, and that was that was fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ross says we open as a ten and a half point favorite against Minnesota next week. Yeah, that was a bit more than I expected. Um, I wonder if a lot of that has to do with their COVID right now. If they really think this game might not be played, not or not that with how many players they're going to have. Players out. will be out. They might not even have their starting quarterback because I think he's one of them that's on the COVID list. Um, so I think it all depends on when well, and, when he's returning. And to Rashad Bateman opted out. Um, I wasn't worried about Bateman with the way our corners have been playing against the top wide receivers. Bateman's yeah, good, yeah. but you you gotta have you gotta be able to get open too. And, and the way we've been able to shut down guys like Dotson and Bell and Moore, I wasn't really that worried about Bateman, but he is done. So I think that has part of it to do. That has part. That's part of the equation. You know what's been kind of interesting is. Um, We've been able to shut down like the big time receivers for these teams, mm-hmm. but we've also kind of given a lot underneath, and that's what most of the I feel like most of the yards that these teams are getting, and that has hurt us a little bit. Um, it's nice to shut down those big guys. I mean, we yeah. didn't necessarily do too bad against you know the best receiving core in the Big Ten, Alave yeah. and they beat us a few times. Whatever but the other guy's name is, it's slipping my mind. Wilson. Yeah, so, I mean, Bell and Moore were I, the second best in the Big Ten. I expected a lot more of the crossing routes because that's not easy for a linebacker to cover. And when you have that much traffic in the middle of the field, it's very hard to stay on your guy if you're playing man. I thought we should have stayed. We played a lot of man. I wish we played more man. But I know because when we went in the zone, they, that's when they that's found when they some pockets. Yeah. But, but still, um, we shut them down. It was exciting to watch, exciting to see our defense play the way they did. Uh, but, again, 10.5-point favorite, I think part of it, again, Bateman's out. Quarterback might be out. Nebraska's been playing much better uh, football the last couple weeks against Iowa. And then this week, um, we're showing improvement. We're showing different things that could spark, say, hey, you know what? They could really – and the way, um, the way Martinez is playing probably has something to do with it. Um, I also think part of that is the way our defense is playing. We're shutting down the run game. Ibrahim is a great running back. But the way our rush defense is working and the way we played against Iowa might have a lot to do with that 10.5-point favorite. Because if they can't throw the ball, if they're not going to be going in the air very much trying to rely on the run game, our defensive line is doing well. Our offensive line is doing okay. But our defensive line and linebackers are a big difference too, and I think that may be why we have that point favorite. I certainly hope we beat them because I, we, a lot of people, don't like P.J. in the row of the boat. So. <laughs> I, I've never been a fan sing- of P.J. Let's sink the boat. Sink the boat. Uh, you know, Ross, again, not a fan of the 3-4 defense. You know, it's a bend, don't break. And I think we've been – we haven't been bending a, a lot the last two weeks. I think overall our defense has been pretty straight line and just doing yeah. the same old, same old. But um, Definitely different from the last couple of years because it was <laughs> bend, don't break for sure. I told my dad, I think guys like Cam Taylor-Britt, the way Boodle's been playing lately – Jojo Doman, Honus, you're looking at guys like Dennard, Prince of Mukamara, um, Levante David. Uh, you're looking at guys that we haven't, again, they, they're not quite that level yet probably. Those but are like top two round those are, picks. So yeah, that's a little but, but what I'm saying but. as far as the way they're playing, 
and the heart that they're showing on the field is something yeah, we have not similar. seen since we've had those guys probably on the field. Yeah. Um, so it, it's exciting to see the guys play the way they are um, because we need that. We need that on defense, and that, that defense, uh, the black shirts, I mean, we got to keep playing like black shirts, and that's what we've shown the last two weeks is that we are a good defense and we're improving on defense and trying to get better every day. And our offense just needs to reciprocate that on the other side of the ball, and we did that yesterday. Right. Yeah, we've played a complete game. I mean, we've had some some good offensive games. Well, that many good offensive games. We've had some pretty decent defensive games, and we've also had some bad ones. So yeah. it was the first kind of, you know, the Penn State was, was, a good, was a good game, a good win. Defense stepped up late, but um, – and I told you, I didn't feel comfortable until the clock hit zero yesterday, but mm-hmm. I did feel a lot more comfortable during that game with the yeah. performance that we had. Um, obviously, them getting it to seven, <laughs> only down by seven, kind of later in the game, was a little bit frustrating. They just sweat a little bit. It does, but... Well, as Ross says here, it's it's our red zone defense. As they get shorter field, our red zone defense has been fantastic. It has been. Um, and again, a huge improvement from what we've seen in the past. 100%. Our third down defense was much better yesterday. Uh, they got I, one early, and I was and I, I sent you a text, and it was just first like, drive. It was they got it was a third and twelve or something, and they got it, and I'm like, and then we really? get third down, yeah, then right. we get the fourth down, and block the punt. <laughs> and, um, right, and so and and then we got a couple of back to back three and outs after that. So you know what else we got yesterday that we haven't had in over 500 snaps? A holding call. Against, a holding call on and the there team's offense. Three or more. Dude, they the very first play of the game, I texted you. I'm like, why? Um, Gary Nelson just got held. He did. I mean, he got held at least four times in that game. Um, there were multiple holes that weren't called, but they called some really timely ones that, again, that, that put him back. And it's like, okay, like if they're like Nebraska, then they're not going to go anywhere because they just got moved back 10 yards. That's what happened. Oh, yeah, for sure. But there were, there were a lot that they, they missed as well. Well, because, you know, we, talk, uh, we talked about it, but th- their two receivers, Bell and Moore, Moore is that Wandale type kind of short – Short yard, mm-hmm. catch, and make a move and get some yards. Yep. And then Bell is more of a deep, deep threat. Guy. And we were able to contain both of them at the same time pretty well, I thought. Yep. Um, I mean, you can look at the stats. You can look at the numbers. Bell had an 89-yard touchdown catch. Moore had more than 10 catches. Yeah. But it was yards after catch and we were able 15. to contain. So yep. we did a good job against both of them. Absolutely, uh, Nathan said things past this this last week showed that the players who are disciplined day to day is going to play. They're going to play, and yeah, absolutely. Um, again, Garrett Nelson may not have played the best football, but apparently he's been practicing really well because he was in on just about every snap yesterday and played his heart out. And I was glad to see it because I like the kid. He has not been playing well up until this point, but he must be a very disciplined kid, and he must be learning and improving and willing to be coached to get back on the field and, and play the way he did yesterday. Um, and again, uh, Ross says not one bad snap. That made a huge difference that's in our offense. Said. Yeah, that's what I said. Huge difference. And again, not enough credit. It's, it's not enough funny. credit has been given to it, him. It's funny, and you know, I I tried to stay away from a lot of social media yesterday, but <laughs> it was um, great yesterday. I mean, it was a lot <laughs> better. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's very easy to criticize when something's going wrong, but then when something has been corrected or is much better, it's very easy to not acknowledge it. Yep. So. Yeah, we mentioned that we mentioned that uh, D line, the three man rush where we had the sack. Mentioned that earlier in the show too, and that's you know, Ross said made him you know throw his fist up in the air and scream yes. I was clapping really loud, and actually, my three year old told me not to be so loud. And um, well, and Rogers was like laying backwards on top of the quarterback, and I was like trying to get yeah, up. Just just, <laughs> just lay there, just relax. Lay there. Everybody got in there. Still, he got in there. Yeah, no, it was fun. I that, that was a good win. Again, it, yeah, it was Purdue, but. No, that's a team that we should beat, and that's a team that we should beat uh, on a regular basis. Um, so it was fun to get the win that we should have gotten rather than f- folding when things got tight. We kept pushing. We kept getting better. Defense held the ground. Offense did enough to win that game as well. We scored over 30 points. We haven't lost a game. He, I think he's 4-0 when he scores over 35 points on offense. So let's just do that in the next two games. Score over thirty-five points and go six and zero on the year, yeah. or on the let's, in his tenure. Let's, but let's beat Minnesota here, and then um, see, who we get. see who see who we get. Hopefully, we can get somebody and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, that's all I got, guys. Yep, we're about up on time. Appreciate so. you. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. Before we go, check out UNO hockey. They play tonight. They're two and one to start the bubble hockey. The bubble. 
It's amazing. They're doing really well. NCHC TV, it's definitely worth the buy. Have a great night. We'll see you next week. Go Big Red.